That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and I hope you're waking up with us. It is week five. We got Brian Scott in from the injured list to talk about injuries. We got weather. We got games to pick. We got ultimate DFS lineups, and I got some fantasy friends to get your fantasy lineup set. I hope you're ready because it's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> It's time for TSS Fantasy. Football players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Well, apparently, I'm the only one who showered this morning because I'm the only one who showed up for work this morning, believe it or not. I'm sure the others will join us hopefully at some point. Well, let's get things started. Like I said, it is week five. There's lots of exciting things to talk about. We got a great show lined up. Um, so if you got some lineup questions, Put them in the comments. We will definitely get to them. Well, I will get to them at the end of the show. So make sure you stick and stay for that. Go to TSSFantasy.com. Look at our latest and greatest rankings. Everyone's rankings is up. So shop and compare. That's what I always tell everyone. Look around at everyone's rankings. Kind of get the best feel for where you want to put your lineup. Um, Also, don't forget, go to Underdog Fantasy. Lots of great weekend promos in there. So make sure you check that out. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100, so make sure you go and check that out today. Also, Jazz Sportsbooks, lots of great promos there. Use the promo code TSS. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, look no further than Pro-Am Belts. All right. Well, again, we got a lot to get to. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit a like. Again, get those comments in there. Little things stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do. All right, we're going to get Brian in. We got some injuries to go over. Let's bring Brian in from the injured list. Injuries oh plenty. Just... Cricket. It's yeah, it's a TSS fantasy. Nobody uh, else is here. Where is everybody? <laughs> I was like, is something squeaking? Like, no, no, that's cricket, baby. <laughs> Where is everybody? I know. Just I see Justin's been trying to get in. He's having some internet problems. He's trying to come in a couple times. Freddie <laughs> got no excuse though. I called him, texted him, like, let's go, bro. You got one <laughs> show. You come on, please, oh please. All right, Brian. Well, again, it's week five. We got a lot of injuries to discuss. <laughs> Um, I forgot your little fancy uh background screen. Oh, there. yeah, I oh, love it. Love it. Hello, hello. All right, let's get hello. to it. All right, my friend, what's going on for week five with the injuries? Yeah, so uh, a couple of last minute updates, uh, not on the good side of things either. Uh, Jameer Gibbs has been downgraded to doubtful, so I don't think we're going to see him today, and that's unfortunate. He's got a hamstring issue that popped up late this week. This could be uh something that lingers for quite a while. We'll have to keep a close eye on this as things develop next week during practices. But on a, on a good front for the running back position, Jonathan Taylor will make his debut today. They filled his contract. They signed a new contract. The deal, he's off the pup. I mean, this is good news all around. Uh, I expect him to be super healthy and ready to go and pick up where he left off before his ankle became a big issue. So I look for big things. He's only like 24 years old, too. It's hard to believe. Um so this guy's got a lot of football left in him. Uh, Saquon Barkley's been downgraded to doubtful. We will not see him again. Not that it matters probably much for the Giants as they've been pretty pathetic lately. Um, Jeff Wilson, you know, still hasn't been uh, activated off IR. Not really sure what's going on with that. That's an odd kind of situation that's kind of playing out there. Um, might be like McDaniel just kind of holding on to him some way he can just to keep him on the roster and maybe use him down the road. We'll see. Um 
Kyron Williams is uh, cleared to play, so we should see him uh, on the field today with a little hip contusion that he's coming back from. Meanwhile, uh, Javante Williams was uh, a full participant in practice on Friday. However, they're saying it's going to be a game-time decision. They're going to kind of test him out and see where he's at and how he feels. I'm I'm still very much on the fence that he's going to actually sit out. I think he'll play. I mean, we talked about McLaughlin's performance last week in Williams' absence, and he looked really good. I think if Williams wants to hold on to that number one spot, he's going to tough him out and play. Um, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers has been ruled out with this quote-unquote nagging knee thing, which has lingered for like several years now. So who knows what that's all about. Uh, that could be a multi-week thing too. Wide receiver positions, we got Cooper Cup making his debut for the season here today. So I'm not expecting big things, but I think we will see him contribute. I just don't know if you're going to see any breakout performance by him as he gets kind of back into game shape. Um, T. Higgins, like we kind of suspected all week, he's out with his rib fractures. Uh, Zay Jones, we should have an answer on whether he's going to play within the next few minutes here, usually 90 minutes before kickoff, and they got a 9.30 a.m. start in London. Um, they got a week nine bye. He's been kind of working his way back, missed last week. I think we'll probably see him maybe in like a snap count limit, but um, we should have an answer any minute now, so out for that. Mon Ross St. Brown, um, surprisingly, is actually now listed as out. And that was despite the fact that he was working fairly aggressively with the medical staff on the side during practice all week. Um, but um, some type of abdominal injury, they really haven't been too specific about what it is. Thought it might be a game time decision, but he's been downgraded to out. So we will not see him. Uh, Traylon Burks is going to be out. Not sure what's going on with him. He missed several straight days of practice with some questionable knee injury. I think it was an L-scale by some reports. Not really able to confirm that, though. Uh, Bateman and OBJ will both be back in action for the Ravens today. Tight end position, we got Fryermuth will be out and likely missing several weeks with a hamstring. They got a week six bye. I don't expect them back before that. Luke Musgrave is clear concussion protocol. He'll be in. Jawan Johnson of the Saints is out with a calf injury. Finally, last but not least, the quarterback position. We will see Derek Carr again today, and I don't know why. They should have sat him out last week, and they should sit him out this week. But yet, he's going to continue to play through this AC joint sprain of his throwing shoulder after practicing limited for two straight weeks. I'm not sure what they're doing there. Somebody has it out against Jameis Winston, I guess. Um, Kenny Pickett, listed as a full go, coming off this knee bruise. Uh, contusion must have been minor. Um I still think it's a little risky. Uh, they got a week's expi. Don't see why they would just rest him, but they're put him out there. And then uh, Jimmy G, he cleared concussion protocol, so he'll be in the lineup today as well. Yeah, all the guys that you brought up, of course, you know, Jeff Wilson was the one that I'm just like, I don't, that thing popped up out of nowhere. And I think it, I, you know, speculation was um, it was due to maybe involving him with Jonathan Taylor. Um, in that type in a, in a trade. And then I was thinking, well, maybe they're still keeping him out, um, to, you know, to get Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor now signing, and I'm just confused of what's yeah. really going on with that situation because that injury came out of nowhere. Like, it yeah, was and it was like, like it was like two things. It was like his um, a finger thing that he was dealing with and like a midsection thing, like way back in training camp. And then all of a sudden he was like, boom, just ended up an IR. And it's kind of odd the way that all unfolded. And then here we are. He's like able to be activated and get the and pull the trigger. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, very strange indeed. But we'll we'll definitely check back with you. We appreciate you checking in early this morning. Of course, we'll see you on Friday next week uh, when we break down. And, of course, next Sunday. Where can everyone follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend? Yeah, so as you see down below here at Injured List Pod on Twitter, that's where I do most of my tweets and updates and comments regarding sports injuries and especially football stuff right now. Um, and then uh, InjuredList.com, you can find the uh, blog that Andrew LaDuke of Fantasy Sports Corps and myself do called Inside the Medical Tent, where we go into a little bit more detail about the injury situations to certain players each week. And we give you some really good strategies of how to deal with that on your fantasy football roster. So check that out. Small little subscription-based thing, but uh, totally worth it. And you can cancel any time. So I encourage people to check it out and see if it's worth your time. Go check it out. Listen to Brian. Get his hustle on. All right. Listen, Justin, I see you back there trying to get in, and I know at some point I'll get you, hopefully. Uh, but for right now, we're going to send Brian off, and we're going to bring in a little bit of weather. See you, Brian. It's time for the weather report. 
Okay. Oh, sorry, Brian. Kept you. That's okay. Let's doing that. Oh, sorry. Breaking ahead, news. Brian. Breaking news. The guys at TSS have been downgraded to doubtful. I don't think we're going to see them today. Um, big change all of a sudden came out of nowhere. I'm not sure what's going on. Could be some issues with uh, hormones. I'm not really sure. Something something to do with, I don't know if it's hormones or you know, <laughs> what it might, the estrogen level. I, I'm not really sure. Something to do with that. But yeah, thank you, Brian. Again. No problem. No problem. <laughs> All right, let's get to the weather. We can't even see my fancy backgrounds now that we don't have anyone else in. All right, so let's get to the dome games. These are games that you don't got to worry about your kickers in, which is always a good thing. Titans at Colts. And by the way, this is something I noted. In fact, more the majority of games this week are inside. Titans at the Colts. Panthers at the Lions. Texans at the Falcons. Bengals at the Cardinals, Eagles at the Rams, Chiefs at Vikings, Packers at Raiders. So all of those games indoors this week. Um, interesting note. Bills at Jags will be kicking off here shortly. 70 degrees, clear skies, winds are at 8 miles an hour in good old London, England. Saints at the Patriots, 60 degrees today. It's partly cloudy. Winds are 14 miles an hour, so something to take note of. Um, might want to watch the kickers a little bit in that one. Ravens at Steelers. Now, this one is scheduled to be a bit windy. So, again, I know we like Justin Tucker a lot. But, again, it'll be winds of 16 miles an hour today. Degrees, or excuse me, the temperature 52 degrees. There is a slight chance of rain for this as well. So, an old school type matchup that gets you that gritty NFL hard-hitting feeling has the perfect weather for it, it seems like. Giants at America's team. The Miami Dolphins, 85 degrees. There is a chance of rain. Winds are at 8 miles an hour. Jets at the Broncos, 77 degrees. It's clear skies. The winds are 7 miles an hour there. And then the Cowboys at the Niners in the game of the day, 74 degrees. Uh, chance of rain in this one and also winds are up to six, or excuse me, winds in this one set up to 16 miles an hour. So again, something to watch out for when you're having your kicker start in this really sweet matchup. All right, Justin looked like he's almost in now, but before I get to him, let's go to our first fantasy friend today. He's going to get us fired up for a little bit of wrestling. It's Maddie Daddy's Locks of the Week. Oh yeah! But the cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! Maddie here with three locks for week five. We've seen all the yum yums, all the gaga. Now we need the action. I'm giving you three guys that you can put in your lineup and expect success. Josh Dobbs yeah. versus Cincinnati. We've seen this guy cook, 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 cook. QB 16 on the season. We've seen this guy cook the last three weeks. We're talking Giants, Cowboys, and 49ers over 24 points per game. This week he gets the Bengals since he allows 19 points per game to the quarterback during the bottom half of versus quarterbacks. And not only that, but you look at what Dobbs has been able to do with his legs. Over 40 yards running per game over the last four. Guys, get this guy in your lineup. I'm expecting two touchdowns, high-end QB2 with QB1 upside for week five. I'm starting him over Daniel Jones, over Dak Prescott. Get Dobbs in your lineups. Chance talk starts without talking the full Monty. We're talking David Montgomery. Ooh, we saw him yeah. shred up Green Bay. 32 for 121. Three touchdowns. Oh, Monty, my boy. When it comes to volume and red zone opportunity, this guy gets it. On pace for 26 touchdowns on the year versus a terrible Carolina defense in week five. Top 12 running back market, dude. Carolina is 29th versus running backs. They've allowed the second most touchdowns through four weeks. I'm starting him over Miles Sanders, over Ramondre versus New Orleans, and over Najee versus Baltimore, because Montgomery in week five is just too sweet. Last but not least, a little sleeper action for you. We're talking rookie Zay Flowers Ooh, versus yeah. Now, Maddie, wait. Week four, he struggled. Three for 56 on only four targets, but versus this division rival, we've seen Pittsburgh be able to stop the run. If they're able to stop the run, that means they got a leaky pass D. We've seen the Steelers' defense give up six touchdowns through the air, the fifth most points to receivers. I'm expecting Zay Flowers to get back to those 10 targets he had 
a couple weeks ago. I'm starting them over Drake London, Michael Thomas. This guy's a rock solid low end wide receiver two for week five. That's right. You're getting yourself some Dobbs, some Monty, some Flowers. Maddie here. Back to you. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. It's damn true that Fantasy Jesus has made it into the building. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. If you can read the tag, it's the truth tonight. My internet is slow. It sucks. It is terrible. Xfinity, you and Spectrum going to have a battle royal for a loser leaves town match because goddamn one of you got to get it right at some point. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that's a great segue. You know how to do it, my brother. Let's get fired up. Speaking of some wrestling, let's get some ultimate DFS lineups. My final meeting with the gods from the heavens above as they spoke to me and hit me with the power of the ultimate warrior. Ah, you can feel it, dude. I must have been on some good drugs. I got it. My you. God, that that was that was the good old days of wrestling when those guys would just go out there and they would just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Like Vince would just be like, "I love it." Yeah. More. Yeah. All right. So last week, actually, as a new king in town, I finally stepped up and got a W. For at least week five, it might as well, or excuse me, week four, at least I showed up. Matt Stafford, uh, good, good week. I mean, you see the kind of results there. Had a nice combo of Matt and Nakua. Um, decent with the running backs. Most of them didn't step up. Kincaid, I'm done trying to put you in my lineup. Uh, Jordan came in at number two, 74.1. Uh, Brock Purdy came through for him as his big winner this week. And unfortunately, Justin, yeah. my friend, you are dead last. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins. That's kind of like my Ken Cade. Like, I think we're just done trying to make this thing work with them. All right, my friend, you're up first since you went, since you were last. That's our punishment, I guess, is to go first. And here you go. Give us your ultimate DFS lineup for week five. Yeah, so I'm going to go roll with Kirk Cousins. Um, like you said, I'm done with Joe Burrow. Uh, so I'm going to go and get somebody on I know is consistent. Kirk Cousins on the year has the third most passing yards. He's just absolutely slaughtering it out there. Nobody knows because the Vikings have been losing more, but I think this is a big game for him. I think the Chiefs-Vikings game is going to go off. It's going to be lit. It's going to be everything the cool kids want to say nowadays. Then I'm going to go with America's running back, Devin Shane. Somehow less than Raheem Mostert, but he's been getting more touches than Raheem Mostert, so I don't know how – uh, DraftKings is working their system right now, but take advantage of it because this guy at 6,100, he's got huge touchdown upside against the lackluster New York Giants. <laughs> then we got Brees Hall. Once again, I don't know how DF, uh, DraftKings is doing their stuff right now. 5,400 is amazing for Brees Hall. I mean, he's playing the team that just gave up 300 yards to the Dolphins who just let Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert run all over him. And now we're bringing a legit bona fide RB1 who's just been stuck in a bad situation in the uh, fold. Brees Hall is going to be a lock this week. Love me some Zach Ertz. He's just been a target machine for the uh, Cardinals. I think it's going to continue this week against the Bengals. Tank Dell, I'm banking on the uh, bounce back week for Tank Dell. Last week gave you a goose egg. I, it's... It's hard for me to imagine this guy giving you a goose egg back-to-back weeks. Uh, against Atlanta this week, it's going to be uh, the Houston Texans pass game against the Atlanta run game. Who's going to score more points? I'm here for it. I'm going to put Tank Dell in. Jalen Waddle. once again, I am America's team this week, man. I love Jalen Waddle. I think this is the first game that he gets good and gets right. I think he's going to explode this week. Um, and I think that he's a definite buy at 7,500. Christian Watson against the Raiders. I, one thing I've learned about the Raiders is play everybody you have against them because somebody's going to have a great week against them. I think this week it's going to be Christian Watson. TJ Hawkinson, um, he's just been he's been tight end one this year, so why not keep on rolling with him? And then the Patriots defense and the shit fest that is the game, uh, the – Go get a beer game of the week. Um, the Patriots are, I mean, they're the better managed defense because Belichick's a better game planner than Dennis Allen is. 
But really, it's going to be coming down to the fact that neither of these teams can actually push the ball. And I think this is going to be one of the lowest scoring games of the week. So if not the lowest scoring games of the week. So I'm going to go with the Patriots defense here. I like it. I like it. All right. Let me tell you my ultimate DFS lineup. All right. I like I, I like that with Kirk Cousins. Um, although KC is ninth against fantasy QBs um, and ninth against receivers. So I do got the stack, though, at Cousins and Addison this week. Um, I think that's good value. I think at the end of the day, they're going to have to throw the football to keep up with KC. Vikings defense is still pretty bad. Um, so games, games flow is going to dictate this for Kirk Cousins. And hopefully Addison gets on the receiving end um, of that. David Montgomery, you talked about Gibbs being out. I love the matchup with Carolina, who loves to give it up to the fantasy running back. 29th against fantasy QBs with a great matchup. Um, Joe Mixon, also, I like this matchup as well. Arizona, 30th against fantasy QBs. So there's two RBs, I think, that have great matchups that are decent buys for you. Darren Waller against America's team, whose biggest bugaboo is always that damn tight end they're 30th in the nfl so a good matchup and a good value there i went with value plays also in the receiver um end of things it's all rookies for me in the receivers um jaden reed i like a lot against las vegas they're 20th against uh fantasy receivers and josh downs uh tennessee again 27th against fantasy or receivers these are just good values 3700 4000 although i will tell you um i was a little upset because when i first saw your um your lineup and i, I was like man i got to get Brees Hall in my lineup too cuz you know not only all the things you said but they also said that he's off his pitch count now which indicated he was on one so that's saying hello <laughs> <laughs> hello right <laughs> so, there will be some good points for Mr. Hall coming up. Um, Dalvin Cook doesn't look like he's anything, um, not to get off my idea, but he's definitely a good play in this. So you could even save even more money, take Joe Mixon off there, put Brees Hall, insert Brees Hall. Maybe there's somebody else you can uh, upgrade this lineup with. But all that said, with those rookie uh, plays, I got B. John Robinson right there in my flex spot. Versus Houston, 26 against fantasy running. They're just notoriously bad against running backs. So I like Bijan a lot in this matchup. And you can't see it because I got that damn thing scrolling at the bottom. But the Patriots defense, I do like a lot. Uh, Justin mentioned it. Go get the beer game of the week. These defenses will show out. The offenses will not. So I love the Patriots D in this matchup. And it's a good value play that's the main thing but that is our ultimate gfs lineups now unfortunately this is the time where we usually bring in mikey betts he is not here you know where he's at justin he's in miami to see america's team the miami he tells me this last minute oh this is the one game we had said we weren't going to go my wife likes to celebrate canadian thanksgiving so we'll be celebrating that today while we watch football. Listen, nobody's arguing because I get to sit around, watch football, and have Thanksgiving feast today. Like, who's arguing that, right? Can't, can't argue with it. All right, well, instead of like I, 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 I wish I had that. I, I got to convince my wife now to do Canadian Thanksgiving. I love to sit back and eat all day. Just make it a tradition. It's the best thing ever. All right, let's get uh, – but I'm still going to play his theme music because I like it, and he sent me in some uh, some plays. So let's hear from Mikey Betts. It's America's favorite gambler, Mikey Betts. All right, let's hear what we got here from Mr. Bet. So he likes Brees Hall going over 60.5 rushing yards today. He likes that play a lot. Garrett Wilson going over 57 and a half receiving yards. He put recording yards, but, you know, I, I got what you're recording there, Mikey. <laughs> he likes the Cowboys uh, in the matchup, uh, not – not to win, but he likes them to go um, at least oh, under the spread, which is four right now. Um, he also oh, yeah, likes the, 
Yeah, and he likes the Bengals, uh, favored by three, which is a decent play, I think, as well. Uh, Jalen Waddle, you mentioned him. He mentions him, too. He likes him over 61 and a half receiving yards today. So you guys are on the same boat there. TJ Hawkinson, you mentioned him, I think, maybe even on Friday, over 54 and a half receiving yards as well. Joe Burrows, like everyone we were talking about, Joe Burrow, he likes today over two passing TDs. Sounds like he likes the Bengals a lot. Joe Mixon, he likes over 67 and a half rushing yards. And his final one, James Conner, over 58 and a half rushing yards today for James Conner. So those are all your plays for Mikey Betts. We also, if you're looking for some more bets, betting advice, I should say, sorry, we have our boy, PSR host guy. He got some homegrown plays for you. Let's go check out what he's got this week. Don't you know I'm local? Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Homegrown Props. PSR host guy, I'm out here in the elements recentering myself. That's what you gotta do after a rough week. Am I hiding from bookmakers? No, it's a weird question, dude. Why, did you, you see one around here? Um, rough week last week. They gave us, I mean, that, that shit was supposed to be Jameis. Had I known it was a big old bag of dirt car, I wouldn't have passed that on to you. I give it to you just like I get it. Sorry, that was a, that was a mix-up on our end. However, we're bouncing back this week. You can do it! Leonard Floyd, this guy's got a 20% pass rush win rate. This is as good as TJ Watt. You heard of him? Yeah, he's pretty good. They're facing this terrible Jacksonville pass protection. They're about 30th protecting their their uh, quarterback so i feel like leonard floyd gets through we only need over a quarter of a sack he can split a sack with somebody and we're still going to get plus 105 on that Kayvon thibodeau speaking of sacks he's heating up and uh Tua lost teron armstead he'd been sacked one time since teron armstead went down recently he's been sacked four times again we just need thibodeau to get over a quarter of a sack just get back there Hit the quarterback with somebody else, knock him down. That's going to be plus 195 in our pockets. Justin Tucker, over one and a half field goals, plus 105. That's always a great bet, right? Here's the last three scores of uh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Ready? 16-13, 16-14, 16-13. You think they kick a couple field goals out there? And then, like I said, I got a whole bale of Wandale back there. We're going right back to Wandale. That plus 700 was right there for us. He was open in the end zone. His quarterback decided to throw it to Devin Witherspoon instead, so that was pretty cool. That would have saved the whole week, but whatever. Wandale over 34 and a half receiving yards. He caught five of six targets last week. There's no reason he can't catch five of six this week, and they're damn sure going to have to throw the football. I feel like we're going to be indoors next week. Have a good one. PSR host guy, check them out on Wake and Rake coming up after Wake Up with TSS. Adrian, I see your question in here. We're going to get to that at the end. I do appreciate you sticking around. Uh, we will get to all our lineup questions here at the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for putting those in there. Right now, however, we got some picks to make. Let's get to the Sunday breakdown. We're on a mission, on a mission guys. All right, let's check out what happened the last time. What happened last time? Last week. Ooh, Justin and Jordan tied 12 and 4. Greg went 11 to 5, tied with me and the Jester staying in the back at 10 and 6. Still got the dunces there in the back. 34 and 14, 33 and 15, 32 and 16, and both 30 and 18. So not much separating us really right now. It's going to be interesting for sure. Let's get to these picks. Bills at the Jaguars. The series is tied 9 to 9. Last time they played was in 2021, where the Jags won 9 to 6. The over-under is 48 and a half. The Bills are favored by 5 and a half. What say you, Justin, who you like? All right, so you're going to have to give me a break on this one because 
Oh, usually I look at my phone and all the picks. I'm pretty sure I know this one for sure, but some of the other ones down the line I might be a little iffy on. I'm going with the Bills in this game. The Bills have just looked like the much better team over the Jaguars. Jaguars through four weeks have looked really shaky in their game plan. At times, they've looked like very underwhelming against teams they should have be beating. And when you're losing the teams that you should be beating by a good margin – that doesn't really look good on your coaching staff. That looks like you're being undercoached and underprepared throughout the week. I think the Bills right now are really on fire, and I don't think that the Jaguars are going to put that out. Now, I do think it's going to be a competitive game, but that being said, I think the Bills have the edge as far as coaching and scheme in this game. I like it. I like it. I'm going to just say this. Um I actually think, you know, with the the way the situation is right now, Jags have been in London for a week. The Bills coming off that, you know, high win off the Dolphins. This is what I would call a letdown game for the Buffalo Bills. And go ahead and cue up it, cue up the sound. I don't have a Jaguar sound, but I just put the Jaguar head. I am the lone wolf in this one. I like the Jags to come out again. It's been in London. They've uh, Bills coming off this big high, and the way this uh, ways this plays out, I think the Jags win it. I had a better uh, analogy, but earlier, and I can't remember it now, so it's all right. I'll just the lone wolf music because um, I can't remember my analysis either. All right, let's get on to the next game. We're gonna do the grab the beer game. New Orleans at the Patriots. Patriots lead this series 10 to 5. The Saints won back in 2021 28 to 13. The over under is 39 and a half. The Patriots are favored by one. Justin, who do you like? Uh, this is a Pats game for me. I mean, it was so miserable uh, last week for the Patriots. They literally got out defense. They're deep. They're. Cowboys defense beat their entire team up. I mean, the Cowboys really didn't have to show up on offense to win that game. Uh, Mac Jones thoroughly won it for them. I'm going to say this, though. When I look at both teams, both teams are equally terrible on offense in their own ways. But when you look at the Saints right now, you've got Derek Carr looking like David Carr 2.0 with that shoulder injury as well, hampering him. And then you got Jameis Winston. We still don't know if he will ever clean up his interception problem because he never goes to a different team to try. Either way, I look at this game and I say, Bill can win this game. Bill can for sure win this game. You know, this is not a freaking, you know, nightmare matchup for Bill Belichick on defense. He can scheme up this game. Dennis Allen is not some whiz kid. And whoever's running that offense is definitely not some whiz kid. So I'm going to go with the Patriots this week for a major bounce back win against the Saints. Yeah, um, I'm actually with you on this. Um, you know, just the way the Patriots, or excuse me, the way the Saints played last week um, and the way David Carr played in particular, um, Brian said it earlier, not a really good time for him to be trotted out there against his Patriots defense. Bill Belichick knows how to scheme um, very well. They're going to take away, of course, Kamar because that's pretty much their um, main weapon. Obviously, Chris Olave is as well, but Derek Carr can't, can't get it to him. Um, so I like the Patriots as well to bounce back. Greg's our lone wolf in this one. We're not queuing up the wolf sound unless you're here, bro. So you're not here. You don't get the wolf, but you at least get the graphic. Saints for Greg in this particular matchup. All right, let's get to the next one. Titans at the Colts. Colts lead the series 35 to 22. Titans have won five in a row in this matchup. The last year they swept the Colts 19 to 10 and 24 17. The over under is 42 and a half. Titans are favored by two and a half. Who are you liking this one? Uh, shoot. It was the Titans and who? The Colts. No, the Colts. Yeah. Sorry. Um, when you say Titans, I immediately say against the Titans. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Colts in this game. I think the Colts are going to be able to uh, beat up the Titans. I think the Titans kind of teeter back and forth between playing out of their minds and playing to their actual level. I think this is going to be the week they actually play to their level. And the Colts have been playing a very consistent game throughout. They've been surprising a lot of people. Anthony Richardson is the man. 
Now you got Jonathan Taylor back into the fold after his brand new contract. I love what the Colts are cooking up there, and I think they're going to have a good defensive game to match their good offensive game. I, I'm actually predicting this one's going to be a blowout. Ian Rappaport, by the way, just so everyone is aware, something we really probably should have touched on is um, said this morning that they the Colt they plan on using Jonathan Taylor as more a secondary back this week just to kind of get him in. Zach Moss is going to be the primary guy. Um, so, I mean, he's a good flex play uh, just to throw that out there um, also. But in, anyway, in this particular matchup, though, believe it or not, I'm going to go opposite here. I like the Titans in this matchup. I think, you know, as you mentioned, you're right. They do teeter-totter back. But I feel like it it doesn't go game to game. It's like they have a few games where they – they are they're bad and the few games that they're good maybe this is that streak that i feel like they're starting to maybe turn a corner a little bit with derrick henry seemed like they shut a lot of people up last week so i'm gonna give it the nod to the titans in this one we got a full house actually me and greg like the titans the rest of you like the Colts. I'm, I'm scared how much i'm agreeing with fred over here i'm really <laughs> scared starts <laughs> are now good for you now the panthers at the lions uh, Panthers lead this series eight to three. Panthers have won four out of the last five um, in this matchup, including last year, 37 to 23. Um, they won the over under is 43 and a half and the Lions are favored by nine and a half. What say you who you like? So I, I hate the money line uh, for the Lions. I actually like it for the Panthers. I think it's be a close game. Um, Early on, if you told me Gibbs and Amon Ra would have been out, I probably would have gone against it. But really reflecting on it now, I think the Lions' defense is established enough to where they can keep this game so close that Jared Goff can pull something off with the weapons he has around him. He still has Sam Laporta. He still has Derek, or David Montgomery. Josh Reynolds is going to be a huge DFS play this week. Um, I think the Lions still pull it out because at this point, Bryce Young is still such a young quarterback, has shown very little, and has been making all those mistakes. I think that, you know, I think that the Lions, the mature team, can easily pull this one off. And I, I like I said, I would bet against the money line because I think that the Panthers going to keep it close, but I think that the Lions will secure this dub. Um, I disagree. I don't think they'll keep it close. I love the Lions D uh, as a smash start today. Put that hammer down on this one. We all like the Lions in this matchup. Let's go to Baltimore at the Steelers. The series was split last season. Um, Steelers won 16 to 13 and the Ravens won 16, 14. How crazy is that? The Steelers lead the overall series. 33 to 25. The over under is 38. The Ravens are favored by four and a half. Who are you like in the matchup? Uh, Baltimore. So Baltimore is looking really good right now. They're, you know, they're managing their injuries. They always have injuries. So I think at this point, they just know how to get over it. They know how to be coached out of it. Um, and Pittsburgh, man, they're going to, they might dish out Kenny Pickett this week, and I think that's a terrible idea. I think just ride out the Mitch Trubisky thing. Maybe he surprises a few people and, you know, get Kenny Pickett really healthy because this guy is going to be the guy you need on the back end of the season. It's not going to yeah. be Trubisky. I guarantee it. And at one of these, you know, and again, um, you know, could be rainy, could be one of those, you know, hard-hitting AFC North old-school right. matchups. Not a situation you want to put an injured QB in for sure. Um, Fred actually is our lone wolf in this one. He likes the Steelers. We're all going to go Ravens so you can breathe a sigh of relief on this particular <laughs> matchup. <laughs> and all Ravens fans alike. All right, oh, let's go. The next one, Texans at the Falcons. Texans lead the series three to two. Um, last time they played was in 2019. The Texans won 53 to 32. Um, the over-under is 42. Falcons are favored by one and a half. Who do you say? Who do you like in this one? I love what the Texans are cooking up right now. Uh, good coaching. They got their quarterback. They have two solid wide receivers out there. The Texans are playing with house money because nobody expected them to be anywhere near this good. So I think they're going to continue to roll. The Falcons are an unproven entity right now, still kind of searching for a real identity. They got B. John Robinson. But I'll tell you what, there are so many teams that just have a running back 
that have those bad weeks and they they roll into more bad weeks. You know what I mean? Like it took so many years for the Tennessee Titans to be Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. So I'm not going to just expect that B. John Robinson, even though he's great, is going to be such a game breaker that he's going to take the team, put it on his back, and absolutely win every game for him. Desmond Ritter has to prove something, and last week he proved that he is very inconsistent with the ball, and maybe we need Taylor Heineke in there. C.J. Stroud on fire. I love what Houston's doing as well. Let's put the hammer down for the Houston Texans. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Wow, we all feel <laughs> Houston in this matchup. That's crazy. All right, let's get to the game of my day. The Giants go to America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Giants are uh, lead the series 7-3. to three. Miami won the last matchup in 2019, 20-9. Uh, the over-under is 47.5. Dolphins are favored by 12.5. What do you say, Justin? Who do you like in the matchup? I say roll with the Dolphins' money line all day long. Uh, quick little fact for you, Coop. Do you know what the highest-scoring game was ever? Like, who scored the most points in a game ever? No, go ahead it, and tell me. It was the Washington Redskins uh, scored 72 points on the New York Giants in 1966. We might be seeing history again, and it might be the New York Giants once again on that receiving end of history. Because this game is looking so bad on the surface. Now you got Saquon Barkley once again likely to sit out. Uh, I hate to say it, Coop, but it's almost like victory lapping right away. Like this, this game is just going to be so much of what you saw from that Denver game but on a different level. I think Jalen Waddle gets more involved in this game. I think everybody eats. This might be another Raheem, the Dream, and Devin Shane freaking torture game for uh, the Giants, and I'm here for it, man. I think that Miami wins this one outright by the second quarter. I, I'm a little nervous for this one, just like the Broncos game, but I'm a little nervous. You never know, you know, these way these uh, game, the teams match up is a better matchup, really, for the Giants. Uh, but, you know, again, the way they play, the way America's team played, there's no way I'm picking against Miami. Come on, put the hammer down for America's team. We all like the Dolphins. All right, let's take a quick break from the picks. We'll finish up the 4 o'clock in the Monday Nighter. Right after we visit our boy, it's like almost, it's not Saturday morning, it's Sunday morning, but it's our friend, Mr. Fox. He's got a dingus pick of the week. This is the dingus, dingus pick of the week with your host. Oh, hey gang, welcome back. It's week five in the NFL, and that means the decisions are getting a little bit harder to make. Why? Well, let's look to this week's special letter to help us figure that out. That letter is D. Lots of fun words start with D, like damn it, bye weeks. They're wreaking havoc on your roster and making those decisions a lot harder to make. But let's look at some players that are easy to decide, like Ramondre Stevenson. See, Ramondre Stevenson hasn't gotten over 60 yards rushing since all season, and he's only gotten 10 yards receiving one time. And this week, he goes up against a big D-word, defense. The New Orleans Saints. See, they haven't allowed a rushing touchdown all year and are eighth against running backs. Another guy you shouldn't play, or guys, is the Pittsburgh backfield, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. See, they're going against a Baltimore defense that hasn't allowed a rushing touchdown all year. So if you play anybody in the Pittsburgh Steelers backfield, you could be a Dumbass. <laughs> Don't do it. The last guy we're going to take off our rosters this week lives out in Denver, and that's Cortland Sutton. But Fox, Cortland's been killing it. He sure has, but this week he goes against the Jets' defense that's only allowed one touchdown to wide receivers. Since Sutton's going to line up 75% of his snaps against either Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed, don't play Cortland Sutton. What you should do is join me every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. You can call into the show now, That Effin' Morning After Show. We'll recap your fantasy weekend and get you set up for week six. Until then, don't be a douchebag.
Listen to what the fuck says. We'll see you next week. Good luck. This has been the Ding Ding Dingus Pick of the Week with your host, Chris Fox. Hi, neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. Okay. Chris Fox. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Make sure you go watch his show on Tuesday. Great stuff from you, as always, my friend. Let's get back to the picks. Bengals at the Cardinals. Series is tied 6-6. Cards have won four out of the last five, including the last one, 2019. They won 26-23. The over-under is 44.5. Bengals by three. What do you say, Justin? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I was really reluctant early on. I thought I would be the lone wolf and go with the Cardinals, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think it's a great bounce-back game from. Also, I want to say this. Chris Fox knocked out of the ballpark. Nobody's more synonymous with the word douchebag than Dan Snyder himself. <laughs> he sure did. Well, Justin, I beat you to the punch. Oh, count it up. I figured boy. one of you guys would. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger. I like what I've seen out of Arizona. And quite frankly, I do not like what I see at all out of the Bengals. Every time we think, oh, this is the week, they're going to bounce back. They're not bouncing back. The Cardinals played the Cowboys and won against the Cowboys. They played your Niners pretty damn tough, not for nothing. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like what the Cardinals are doing right now. Uh, a team that everyone kind of casted away um, was like, yeah, hey, you know, the Cardinals are just giving away their season. <clears throat> not so fast, my friends. They like they like what they see, and I like what I see as well. I'm picking the Cardinals in this one. Eagles at the Rams. Eagles leading the series 22 to 20 to one. 22 20 to one. Yeah, I said that right. Eagles uh, won six out of the last seven, however, uh, but the Rams won in 2020, 37 to 19. Lots of 20s in this one. Over under is 50 and a half. Eagles favored by four and a half. Who you like in the matchup? Justin. Uh, this is the one where I know I'm the lone wolf. I like the Rams, and I'll tell you why I like the Rams. The Eagles are right now, I believe, the seventh worst team against opposing wide receivers. That was something you wouldn't believe last year because they were locking down wideouts. This week, they got to go against Puka Naku and Cooper Cup, two guys that are literally clones of each other. Now, one Cooper Cup is very hard for most receivers to handle. Now you got to deal with two of those motherfuckers. Guess what? I think that this team, it's a big team win for the Rams. They've been pushing a lot of teams, including my 49ers, really hard this season. I think Matthew Stafford slings the ball around. And I think this defense gets a couple key stops against Jalen Hurts. If there's any team that could stop the tush push, it's Aaron Donald and the crew over there. I think this one is a very close game, but the Rams eke it out. I think uh, kind of like the opposite of that early 2000 hit, two cups, one eagle uh, could be the <laughs> call today. But count you in it. You are the lone wolf in this particular <laughs> I'm already seeing the video again. God. <laughs> she said it. I just, oh, the things that come in my head. All right, let's go now. Jets at the Broncos. Broncos lead the series 22 17 and 1. Jets won uh, last year 16 and 9. Over under 43 and a half. Line is Broncos by two and a half. What say you in this one? Uh, you know, I've written so many articles this week saying that this might be the only game you could ever say. Zach Wilson is a good start. Because this Denver team has been so goddamn atrocious against every offensive position that it's almost it's it's almost a curious case of how can you not start the Jets this week? You know, Brees Hall, Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson gonna get it done that defense is still so stout you, you mentioned it or um chris fox mentioned it only one touchdown allowed i will say this dj reed is out this week but i still like the fact that sauce gardner is gonna lock down one of those key receivers um i'm going with the jets for one of the very last times maybe i could say that this year Russell's hot. I hate the Jets. I'm going Broncos. So is Jordan. We got a full house in this one. I just gonna be straight up. I like what no, not for nothing. I like what the Jets did last week. They played KC well. Um, but you know, I feel like when teams are as bad as the Jets are right now, 
that's what happens, though. They play those teams well that one week, and then they go out and they play a team they should be, and then they get completely railroaded, which I don't think they'll it, get railroaded. It, but, but It's I weird, think, isn't it? It is weird. Because yeah, they played the Chiefs and the Bills, like – Fucking right. all stars, like they should be playing with Aaron Rodgers, and then they go and they 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 look feckless against somebody <laughs> like they would look feckless against somebody like uh, Denver Broncos, who who have been the definition. Look in look in the dictionary. Look at the definition of feckless. You will see Russell Wilson and Sean Payton right next to it. Oh, trust me, I did. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 Let's go to Chiefs at the Vikings. The Chiefs lead the series 8-5. Uh, last time the Chiefs won in 2019 was 26-23. Good matchup. Over-unders 52.5. Chiefs are favored by 3.5. What say you? I know this is another one where I'm going to be a lone wolf. I am going Vikings. I think the Vikings have a strong push right now. I think they need it. They're going to have to keep up with the Lions and now Weirdly enough, the Bears. The Bears are starting to do some good stuff. I, I don't think they're actual contenders. I'm just throwing that in there for tidbits. Um, but, yeah, I think the Vikings pull off this game. The Chiefs have looked really, really basic. I mean, they haven't looked good. They've been winning games, but it almost seems like they've just been outperforming games. And last week, like you said, they underperformed. And if it was anybody who was – remotely better than Zach Wilson, they probably would have lost that game. So I think Kirk Cousins is worlds better than Zach Wilson. I think, you know, the fact that it's in Minnesota this week, we're going to see the Chiefs get pushed to their limit, and I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I think I totally agree with the Chiefs uh, basic bitch analysis. Um, but, you know, um, I think the basic bitch gets it done today. You are, said Lone Wolf. Up. I got to get all the way back up to get the graphic up. Sorry. I wish they uh, streaming. I should put this in one little thing, uh, but you are the lone wolf. My friend this week, we all like the chiefs in this matchup. All righty. Let's get to the next one. The game of the day. Cowboys at the Niners. It's so good that this series is tied 19, 19 and one. The last time they played 49ers last year, swept them. They played them once in the regular season, 23-17, and in the divisional playoffs, 19-17. The over-under is 45. The 49ers are favored by three and a half. Should I even ask who you like? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I think it's going to be a really close game. But like I said before, I think the 49ers have got this game. Um, it's in Santa Clara. It's an incredibly tough matchup, but God damn, that kid looks real good in San Francisco right now. He looks polished. He looks calm, composed. It's, it's a different feeling. I'll tell you what, Coop, I don't, I don't stress when I watch these games anymore. I used to stress when I watched Jimmy Garoppolo behind that quarterback. I don't stress when I watch these games anymore. I think the Cowboys are going to come in hard, but you know, I think that it's going to be a, probably a field goal to win it. It's it's definitely going to be possibility of an NFC Championship matchup right here, but I'm going with the 49ers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this is going to be a lot closer, and some people are saying, um, but we all, of course, take the end results the same. Yeah. Even Jordan. Yeah. Even Jordan. Take that Cowboys card away from him. He likes the Niners as well. Let's get to the Money Niner. Packers at Raiders. Packers lead the series 9-5. to five. Packers have won eight in a row. Um, Raiders last one. I had to note this. The last time the Raiders have beaten the Packers was in 1987. Um, last time they played um, was in 2019. The Packers won 42 to 24. The over-under is 44 and a half. Raiders are favored by one and a half. Are they going to break this streak, Justin? Um, I believe I put the Raiders in this one. Am I correct? You are correct. Yeah, you did well. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Because I was like thinking to myself, this is the only one I'm kind of uncertain about. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I think the Raiders, they got something there. You know, it's such a struggle. I, I live with the Raiders fans. My wife is a diehard Raiders fan. I see it on her face every single week. There is like this, this big eyed hope. Like when they're like going into the fourth quarter because they're really playing teams well. And then the Raiders pull the most Raider thing ever. You want to know the most Raider thing ever. Rookie quarterback 
looking actually pretty good, making a couple mistakes, little fumbles here and there, not all the, not all his fault. This guy throws an interception to the double-covered guy on the right side while he has Josh Jacobs in the end zone free on the left side. That is the most Raider thing the Raiders can do. Would have won them the game. Instead, they lost uh, to the Chargers. Guess what? Move on to next week. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. I think Devontae Adams has a big game against his former team. I think this is going to be something that comes right down to the wire, but I am going to book it in. I think the Raiders pick up their second win and their first win in a long-ass time against the Green Bay Packers. You know, I, I can't wait. To, you know, I got I to gotta, I gotta get a soundboard because this is where I'd go, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Freddie no. <laughs> also going with the Raiders is like the death nail in the coffin. You can mark it no. out, Packers. <laughs> Jason, Jason, I have the perfect one for it. You, you know, in the office when Michael sees that Toby's back and he's like, "No, no, God, no, God, please, no." <laughs> you know, it's the death nail when Fred picks your team. You're in trouble. All right, we got some. We got a couple of mail. We got some comments to get to, and we got something in the mailbag. Let's hit it. You've got mail. Let's get to the comments first. I know they've been patiently waiting around here at the end of the show. Adrian wants to know, it looks, I believe he's asking Devonta Adams, maybe, um, or Christian Kirk in PPR. What do you say? Uh, maybe it's Adams or maybe it's Adam Thielen. I, I don't know. Maybe, but um, Yeah, maybe you can do both of those. Uh, so I'll say this. If it's Devontae Adams, you play Devontae Adams. If it's Adam Thielen, I would probably lean Christian Kirk. I like what he's been doing as far as a PPR threat. He's been catching 10 balls. It seems like he's been getting targeted, like, incredibly high volume right now. Um, and when I see those guys that are targeted, like, 10 to 15 times a game, I always go with those guys because those are the guys that they trust to come down with just about every one of those receptions. And then if he gets a touchdown, this is my theory. Get those guys, and if they get a touchdown, um, absolutely take the extra because you're going to be living it up in that one. Yep, no, 100%. Odie wants to know Najee. He wants to give me one of these on PPR. Najee, Tutu Atwell, or Juan Dale Robinson? What do you like there? Najee, Tutu Atwell, or Juan Dale Robinson? I'm going to go with Juan Dale Robinson. Um, hold on. Sorry about that. Got it. The problem with having a phone is you have to text your wife once you're at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm gonna go Wandale Robinson because shoot, man. I mean, Tutu's now got Cooper Cup coming back. Najee has looked like absolute garbage. Go check out my article on why you should drop him right now. And then Wandale has come in and he's had back to back 10 point games. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, Wandale Robinson. He is the only one out there trying to make an effort in New York. Indeed, I like that. All right, look who decided to join us today, Freddie Reyes. Hello. Welcome in. I thought I was on Central Time Zone. <laughs> I'm Mountain Time Zone. That's bad. Thank So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm about to get up and do this show. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm late. <laughs> this guy. All right. Well, you're just in time. We're going to answer a few questions here before we head out. The, here's one for you. Better call Hall. He wants to know Dak Prescott today at San Francisco or Joshua Dobbs versus the Bengals. I'm picking nothing against San Francisco or the Cowboys. That game is going to be a great, tough game. Um, I like the way Dobbs has been playing. Cincinnati's not looking too good. I'm going with Dobbs. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame me in this one. I wouldn't be afraid to play Dak um, today. I mean, he's gonna. They're gonna make some plays. Um, but I, you know, again, the promise of Joshua Dobbs 
Um, right now, the way this Bengals team's played, um, yeah, I like it. All right, let's go to double downs to Justin. Joe Burrow at Arizona or Zach Wilson at Denver? Ooh, this is terrible. Who would have ever thought this would have been an actual question? Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. I'm going to double down on everything I've been saying. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson in this one. Uh, last week, he showed out as a QB 14. And this week, that team, that defense on the other side has the ability to make him look like a top 10 QB. I think that I'm going to go with Zach Wilson this week. All right, I like it. Lock it like it's hot. Daniel Jones at America's team or Brock Purdy versus Dallas. Oh, oh man. Daniel Jones stinks, but he's going to have to throw the ball a lot because Miami's got some firepower on offense. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. He has to keep up with Miami's offense. I said, you know, Dallas has defense. So, like I said, I'm getting away from that game as much as possible. I'll go with Daniel Jones against Miami. I like it. Um, let's go to Addison in Wonderland. Um, Ramondre Stevenson at New Orleans or Tyler Algier versus the Texans. Um, so I, I don't like uh, I don't like Algier's uh, snap rate right now. I know a lot of people are like saying like, oh, it's the Houston Texans. They're terrible against the run. Yeah, I hear all that. But B. John Robinson's taking seventy percent of your snaps. Like that's. That's a number that I just don't feel comfortable with starting Tyler Algier. Ramondre Stevenson, I talked about it on the breakdown. He could get 26 yards and a touchdown, and I think he'll still well outperform Tyler Algier today. I'm going to keep my stud in and hope that he has his fi his first big game this week, and I'll be okay with whatever is left over because if I put Tyler Algier in there and Ramondre Stevenson scores 15 points on my bench, I'm never going to live it down. Uh, I hear you. Waddle Burger for Fred. They need two of this. Jordan Addison versus KC. Jerry Judy at the Jets. Tank Dell at Atlanta and two or two two Atwell versus Philly. Oh man. Damn, this was a kind of tough. I'm going with uh, Addison and KC. Addison's been playing really good. So I'm definitely taking K Addison KC today. Offenses always do well. The rest of them I'm kind of stuck on. Uh, I'm going to go with Dell versus Atlanta. The other two defenses are really good. Atlanta's is not. So I'm going on this one with Addison and Dell. But Dell is, right. Del is kind of weak. I like it. Let's show some double D cups to Justin. Need one in the flex. Uh, Christian Watson at the Raiders. Miles Sanders at Detroit. Gus Edwards at the Steelers. Christian Watson, all goddamn day long. Lock it in. No questions about it. The fact that you're questioning it makes me question you as a fantasy owner. No, I'm only kidding. Um, yeah, Christian Watson against Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas has shown nothing really on defense. Miles Sanders has shown nothing for you as far as like a running back. We got Chuba Hubbard being considered possibly the number one in there. And then Gus Edwards, Pittsburgh. There's been a lot of hype behind this young kid coming off the IR. When you've got a lot of hype, behind a rookie that nobody's ever heard about, you know that your job is not secure there in Baltimore. I'm going to go with the one guy who's going to see the field 80 to 90% of the time. It's going to be Christian Watson. I like it. Well, all right, we got to get moving. So this will be the last one here. Well, Steeler virginity with one flex, Garrett Wilson at Denver, Christian Kirk versus Buffalo, or Damian Pierce at Atlanta? Okay, I don't like Kirk versus Buffalo. Um... Damian Pierce or Garrett Wilson? I'm going to go Damian Pierce versus Atlanta. I mean, Damian Pierce has been playing really good lately. We talked about C.J. Stroud throwing over 300 yards. He dumps off to the running backs. I'm going Damian Pierce on this one. No, Garrett Wilson. I can't even believe it. Let's just take Fantasy that. wise. Let's take that Jets fan card uh, today. Anyway, all right, let's get moving <laughs> on. Listen. It's Sunday, right? I mean, and I know some of us haven't been to church, at least most of us anyway, because we've gotten up too early. It's time to put your hands together and pray for Fantasy Jesus. He's here to save your fantasy lives. I'm here to save your fantasy rosters. Good morning, everyone. Welcome in for 
Fantasy Jesus' Week 5 picks. Here we go. We're going to get started with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson last week had a pretty good week, barring he was placing the defending champions. So 245 and two touchdowns looked really good. This week, he plays the only team to give up 70 points this year. He faces a team that gave his fellow draft pick, Justin Fields, the best day of his career. And, you know, he's facing a team that has given up the most points overall to fantasy quarterbacks. That's right, he's facing the Denver Broncos. This is the only week you should feel safe locking him in. So go ahead and lock Zach Wilson into your quarterback position. Then we got Devin Shane. Devin Shane is RB3 on the year. How did that happen? 71 points in the last two games. That's how that happened. Guy is on a tear, and last week he had 59% of the snap share at the running back position. He is a lock-in against the New York Giants. Then we got Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers against the Pittsburgh Steelers is a great play, and this is my TD from heaven play of the week. I think that this is Zay Flowers' week to get his first touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, all coming back into play, all can play decoys and let Zay Flowers cook this week. I love it against Pittsburgh, who just gave up 30 points to the Houston Texans. Nico Collins had a day. Look for Zay Flowers also have a day. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, both late additions to the injury report means that Sam Laporta is an absolute lock this week as your DFS tight end against the Carolina Panthers. And finally, we're going to go with the New England Patriots. In the game that you're going to go want to get a beer, they're not going to show a lot of highlights on Red Zone. This is going to be a snore fest. Either way, put them in New England Patriots as your DFS defense of the week. That's been five picks with Fantasy Jesus, and may your lineups be blessed. I'm not sure who to start this week. Trust in your savior. <laughs> Trust in your savior, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for waking up with us. By the way, I forgot you're in Denver today, aren't you? That's why I kind of messed up my time zones. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Well, that's really cool, man. I'm I, good luck for from you. From Denver, Colorado. Let's go, Jets. We're here to win. Let's get back on track. Let's go. Good luck to you today, my friend. And you traveled all the way there. I'll be pulling for your Jets today. I do want to see you get a victory since you did travel there. So good Sorry. luck to you guys. Good luck to all you that have joined us today. Get those lineups set. Again, visit us, tssfantasy.com. We got all of our rankings up there. Good luck in week five. It's crucial. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. It's getting into it. So make sure you get your lineup set. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll be doing our waiver wire Tuesday um, and getting you ready for week six coming up. Believe it or not, it's coming fast and furious. We appreciate all of you guys. Good luck. And don't forget, stick and stay here. You got Wake and Rake up next. After that, TSF will get you started too with some starts and sits as well. We appreciate you and we are out.